Greetings, everybody. Welcome to Keys to Your Best Life. I'm your host, Maggie Cavanaugh, and today I have the beautiful Jordan Smith with me. Jordan is an author, blogger, mama, and she is, most importantly, a woman of God. And so, Jordan, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Oh, well, I'm so glad that you're here. I love the title of your book. It is so intriguing because, listen, I married Mr. Man of God. Uh, yeah, about seven years ago. But before that, I married Mr. Wrong. So I think this is a message that's so important. So what is the story behind the book? Well, like you just said, um, with Mr. Wrong, uh, I think a lot of times we're looking for Mr. Right. Uh, and Mr. Right could be anybody that makes you happy. But Mr. Man of God is a specific man for the plan that God has for your life. Mm -hmm. And so there's a distinction and there's a difference. And it's important because I think you can fall in love with anybody. Sure. I mean, you can. We're, we aren't made to only love one person. We love, you know, uh, we love a lot of people. I love my daughter. I love my mom. I love my dad. And everyone has different qualities. And I think that that if you aren't asking God to show you the right person to love, it's easy to find a Mr. Right that says the right things and does the right things and looks the right way. But it's it takes dedication and an intentional prayer life and walk with the Lord to find your man of God. Wow. So that that's, is what, true. that's what it's about is my journey and my boo-boos, my, my uh, mess ups and how God still got me um, to the promised man as he is always faithful. You know, it's interesting. I think that we spend a lot of time, you know, you mentioned that the promise, the promise has been the promised land, you know, that we get to, that there's always a journey behind it. It's always. challenging. Always. So. And so I felt like at, at the time, um, this all started when I was 16. And I was, I feel like for my age, very grounded in the word. But I was looking around and I was thinking, this is really hard just to be, to walk in purity, to save yourself, to be intentional about not just dating anybody. Yes. It was really hard with the pressure that was around me. But then I was looking at my friends or people in my life that I cared about that didn't have as much biblical knowledge. And I thought, there's no way they can do this. Because if this is hard for me knowing what I know, it's impossible for the one that doesn't know. And so I really felt like God said, well, then do something about it. Make it easy. And not that it's going to be easy because it takes sacrifice and obedience. But the book, its intention is to make it to where at least you know what you need to do. <laughs> wow. So was it uh, an eye opener for you? Because, you know, I, it's interesting because I'm getting ready to do a conference with some tweens and teens and and everybody wants to be loved, you know, and we all love the attention and so forth. And you're right. We can fall in love with the drop of the dime. I think a lot of times what we do is, it's you know, we take it from a soulish point, you know, and we're not like doing the agape kind of, you know, uh, true love like God loves us. We're looking for someone to fill that void. So do you see that a lot in your teens with young ladies wanting to be loved and, and looking for love in the wrong places? I see it a lot in teens and I see it a lot right now. Um, as a young adult, I see it in older women. I, I see it everywhere. We do want to be loved and, and that's not wrong. We're made to be that way. Sure. Um, and to say like, 
well, and you just need to be loved by God. That's so like easy to say, but it's so hard to be like, okay, well, I have a good relationship with God. I still want to be married. You know, (laughs) you don't, you don't lose the, the longing for a mate just because you have a relationship with God. That's right. And so I do think it's important. If you don't know how God loves you, you can't love somebody else. That's right. You, You do need that foundation. Yes. But, and it is, I think, more common in teens because you're trying to figure out who you are. You're trying to build a life. You're trying to decide what your future is going to look like. And you're single. And the older you get, the number of people around you that are single dwindles. And so you don't have as much pressure to be with somebody. But when you're younger, I think you find your validation in having a relationship. And so it was really hard for me. I would say in high school, the hardest thing for me was not because I, my book talks about how I was in a relationship with someone and God told me, I want you to leave this person because I have someone set aside for you. Mm -hmm. And which was very hard because there was nothing wrong with him. But the hardest part was not leaving him. It was staying away from somebody else because everyone around me was in a relationship. And so I think even as you get older, there's still that, as you get older, there's that, that pressure to be married by a certain age, to have kids at a certain age, your biological clock is ticking, all these things there. For every age, it's not just for teens or young adults or for every age, it's a different um, difficulty, <laughs> but um, God knows it all and he's prepared for it all. And he misses nothing and he works with everything. Wow. So how long have you been married? Four years, um, four and a half years now. I love that. I love that. So marriage is a beautiful thing and relationships are a beautiful thing. But I think you're right. There's got to be some guidelines there of knowing what is God saying to me? What is he speaking? I mean, he knows better than we know. And, you know, he's going to pick what we need. I always tell people that, you know, God takes uh, when he makes a child, he takes the best of the mama and the best of the daddy. He brings them together to make this beautiful child. But when we're looking at relationships and, and people, we well, a lot of times we're looking at what we like instead of what we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. Dogs. <laughs> They're like babies. <laughs> I have one of those too outside right now. <laughs> I have three of them, so it can get pretty crazy up in here. But that's the spontaneity of live videos. So, but yeah, I think that, you know, there is a certain um, thing that, you know, I know whenever I got married, I got married young. I didn't know who I was and I didn't have a relationship with the Lord. And so when you're looking for someone, you know, to meet your needs and you don't know, like you said, being loved by God, then it's really hard to recognize what is right. So what is your favorite chapter in your book? You know, I was on another podcast and she asked me this too, and it's hard for me to answer. I, because I like different ones for different reasons, but I really like, the chapter about purity yes which i have it right here let me see i think it's 23. love that no i'm sorry 22. it's chapter 22 and um it's because it's so i think one that's an issue that we don't talk about anymore 
Right. It's almost like, well, if you tell me I have to wait till marriage, how dare you say that to me? And it's like right. we're entitled to do what we want. And you are. You you have free will. You can do as you please. But the chapter talks about why you want to do it God's way. Yes. <laughs> and at, at any age. And like me and my husband, we chose to wait for marriage. But the chapter addresses those who didn't mm. wait and how God can still use any area that you give him he works with it all sure. and so i really like that one because i feel like it's gonna it's something that's not out there very much right now and it's something that would reach you where in whatever stage of life that you're in oh my goodness that's a huge thing that i see right now with young people because i i've been a marriage counselor for years and i've dealt with a lot of things and we know when you do things in rebellion uh you sow that seed for it. And a lot of times when there is sex outside of marriage, you know, God's not doing this to punish you. God likes sex. I mean, that's what he intended and gave us sex. But whenever we do things in obedience to him, it creates something beautiful. And so I've had multiple couples over the years that have had problems in the bedroom. And it's be and, and they're like, we had good sex before we got married. What's going on? They did it out of rebellion. And I'm like, well, you need to repent and go to God and ask him to, and he can restore anything, you know, but like you said, we, you know, we do have a free will. And when we act in that, a lot of times we end up hurting ourselves and we don't realize it. We think that we're doing what we want, but really what we're doing is like, you know, adding more pressure to our life and, and regret and shame and guilt, condemnation, all that stuff comes in and chokes you out. Well, the Bible says that sexual sin is a sin against your own body. Yeah. It's a sin against you. Like you said, yeah. God likes sex. Right. Right. God is pro sex. He doesn't say not to do it because he doesn't want you to have fun or exactly like that. He's it's because one, it's to keep you safe. And like you said, you're sowing seeds that you'll <laughs> Oh my gosh, no. What is this? Uh something is all broken up in my living room. Okay, sorry, hold on. <laughs> Evidence of doggy stuff. I'm sorry. Go ahead. We were talking about sex. <laughs> My dogs can't handle it. <laughs> Go ahead, honey. I'm sorry. You're fine. But just like you said, it's you're only hurting yourself. Yes. When, and, and so God wants to bless you in this area. And it's so if you wait and do things his way and in his order, it's always going to be more of a blessing and you're going to reap more of a harvest than if you did it your own way. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you have a whole chapter devoted to that. Uh, the conference that I'm having in January at the Young Ladies, purity is a topic with it because yeah. I think you're right. We don't talk about these things anymore. And, you know, I we understand, you know, everybody's like, well, why bother talking about it? It's important to adhere to anything that God says in his word because it's always for our best. So how long has your book been out? Uh, December 1st is when it came out. So. And you already sold out of your copies, right? Yeah. So, And it was actually really hard. I didn't have a whole ton because they were really hard to get at first. I think with it being the holiday, like it was like Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and then my book came out. And so I think the high demand of just everything going out made it really hard. I had an event on December 4th that I preached at. And so just to get them there was really hard. It was a God thing that we got them there. And then they sold out that night and I am still waiting on copies. Wow. Well, uh, listen, y'all, it's worth the wait. I really encourage you to get a hold of this book and get it into the hands of all young women. Uh, and like she said, any women at any age, you know, I see so many women so many times that have either been divorced or they're widows and they, they desire to have a mate, 
but they need to have the tools to prepare them for the process. Yes. And the book talks about things, not just relationship, well, a relationship with God rather than just relationship with someone else, because you really, you have to have both. You can't yeah. have just one. And um, so I've had some married people read it and tell me it just changed the way I looked at this area or this area, this area that had nothing to do with my marriage, but everything to do with what needed to be fixed with mine and God's relationship. Mm. And so that's been awesome to hear too, that it's, it's not just a book about your husband, but it's also a book about your God. I love that. I love that because God sets things up where he gets all the mileage. You know, he doesn't waste anything. So he's, he's almost like, okay, Jordan, you've got this book. It's going to help people. The title is going to draw in people that are waiting to get married, those that are waiting for their future spouse. But he's going to use the principles to bring you closer to him. That's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So this book actually inspired your blog. Talk about your blog a little bit. Let's hear about it. Okay. So um, the blog's been out for a little over a year now. And um, this book has been in the works for like my whole life, um, <laughs> six years, which is a long time. Um, and so as I was kind of pushing on the doors of publishing, everyone was saying, okay, well, what's your blog? Like all the publishing people and the literary agents were like, okay, well, what's your website? And I'll see your other writings. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't have one. And so everyone was like, oh, you have to have a blog. And I really did not want to one because um, I started it like right when my daughter was born and mm. which is a hard, busy time anyway. Sure. And so I was like, I'm not going to have time. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not very tech savvy. Um, so I was really hesitant, but I just really felt like God was like, come on, this is you got to be faithful with what I gave you. And this is the next step. So I did it. And it has especially since COVID because with COVID you don't have as many speaking opportunities. Right. And so it has been so wonderful to still have an outlet to get that word out. Um, like the Bible says, one of the prophets was, he was supposed to say something to, to some people and he didn't want to say it. And he said, it's like a fire shut up in my bones. I cannot hold it in. Right. And really when God gives you a message, it feels like that. Like yeah. I've got to put this somewhere. And so it has been a breath of fresh air to be able to have that and just constantly being able to put something out there about the goodness of God. Mm -hmm. um, so it has, it's not, it's for men and women. It's not about relationships. It's just a devotional blog, a Bible study blog. Um, but it has really helped me hone my writing skill and be able to reach more people and connect with more people. So it has really been a blessing. God knew what he was doing, even when I was hesitant. <laughs> I love that. You know, people talk about all the time. I, you know, I'm a speaker that has to write, but there are writers that have to, you know, yeah. have to speak. And there's just that weirdness sometimes where you're going, that's not my lane. And God will equip you in any area that he needs to be able to get it out there. So they wanted a blog. They got one and it blessed you. There it go. He goes again, just giving you all the island. So that's absolutely beautiful. So do you intend on writing anything after this? Is there a second book in the works? Uh, yes, I do intend on writing more. I actually have two that I'm working on right now. Awesome. I'm praying that they don't take as long as this one did. <laughs> now that I know the ropes, hopefully it'll it have the connections. It'll be easier. Sure. Um, but anything is hard with the toddler. So... <laughs> 
I get that. <laughs> I have grown kids, but I have grandkids and I understand the balance of it and all things in his timing. So can you share a little bit about what they're about? Or is that a spoiler alert? Um, well, I'll you don't have to go into detail. Don't go into detail. One of them is about my daughter. Um, when she was three weeks old, she had some really serious health issues with oh. her heart. And oh, wow. Um, she, she almost died. It, it was really bad. Um, and, but we made it and she made it and she's, you would never know now you, they said babies with cardiac issues normally don't grow very well. They're normally smaller. Um, they have some digestion issues and things like that. She is in the hundredth percentile on everything, height, weight, head, everything. <laughs> um, so she's perfect. She's healthy. They said we would have to be on medication for 12 months. She's on it for seven. Wow. And then, and so she's, she's excellent and it's a real testimony, but it was the worst thing that has ever happened to me. I mean, it was absolutely terrible. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I don't want to write it on if we're being real because I don't want to relive it. Um, sure. But I really feel like I remember sitting in the hospital saying, I'm going to make hell pay for this. And God said, this is how you're going to do it. Um, so we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So That's exactly right. That one's in there. And I'm also planning on repurposing my blog um, into a book, like a devotional book. Nice. Um, and it'll have some extra stuff in there and expounding on certain blog posts that got a lot of feedback and things like that. I love that. I love that. I do believe that scripture is so powerful. Testimonial not only uh, kicks the devil in the teeth. Uh, but it also helps those that are going through it. And it is difficult to go back and live that, you know, or to have to even recall those memories and so forth. But God was with you then. He will be with you as you write. And someone else will be sitting in a hospital room reading it and it'll give them faith and hope that God did it for, you know, your child and he'll do it again. He's faithful yeah. in all things. So that's beautiful. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm looking forward to listen, y'all. I usually don't do book reviews until I read it, but I had a really good feeling about Jordan. I met her. Uh, I actually, I think I met you through Amanda Roberts. Is that right? Yeah. Amanda's my girl. So I'm like, okay, Amanda, trust her. I'm going to trust her too. <laughs> I was so, I was so intrigued by the title. And when you sold out, I was like, I am not canceling this broadcast. So I will I know. tell I like, you. How am I going to send her one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, my thought was, is I knew enough by the spirit that it was good quality because of the fact of the heart behind it. And so when I read a little bit about it, I was like, this is the real thing and people need to know. So do not get discouraged if you cannot get your hands on this book right away. But it gives you something to look forward to. So, Jordan, where can they find your book? And when will, is it available on Amazon or Books a Million? Where is it at? So that's another thing. Um, it is available on Amazon. And it, for a while, was, like, sold out on Amazon, too. I don't know how that happens. But um, but it's it's up now. It The shipping is a little bit longer than usual. Again, I don't really know why. But because of the delay with Amazon, we haven't got it uploaded everywhere yet. But it will be available like Barnes & Noble, Books Million, everywhere, online, things like that. But as of today, it is on Amazon. Yay! Okay, so you can get your copy on Amazon. Just like with all things, there's a delay. <laughs> <laughs> Everything has been like that lately. I know I ordered uh, some some journals from Nashville 
Nashville, right? I live about an hour and 15 minutes away from Nashville. I ordered them on the 12th and I got them on the 24th. They went to Memphis. Now, I drove and got them. Yeah, exactly. Next time, that's what I told the girl that, you know, did I said, hey, we're meeting up for coffee next time. Uh, so, but it's not so convenient for me to run over to Virginia where you're at to get your book. So yeah. I'll just have to get it by other ways, but y'all need to get this. And it'd be a great gift to people that are really wanting to be in the center of God's will for not only their future relationships, but for their life. So uh, what is the name of your blog, Jordan? Uh, it's just jordansmith.blog is the URL, and it's just Jordan Smith blog. Gotcha. <laughs> it's really easy to find and type in and everything. Um, but its tagline is focusing on the goodness of God one blog post at a time. So it's really just encouraging, uplifting. It's an easy read. They're not really long. Um, I know, like, personally, as a writer and a reader, I'm not going to read a really long devotional first thing in the morning. So these are once a week at 8 a.m. and they're short and easy so that you can get just enough to get excited about the Lord for the day and not have to sit there and be late for wherever you're going to read it all. I love that. I absolutely love that. If you could leave the viewers with one key, what would it be? Well, the Bible says taste and see that the Lord is good. Mm. And I believe that if we will taste and we will see if if you'll just dip in, that once you get a hold of even just a little bit of the spirit, it'll change your life. And that's been my goal. My priority is I can't, I can't develop your spiritual life for you. I can't make you love Jesus, but I can lead you and point you to him. And that's, that is my hope. My intention for everything is I encourage you to taste and see that the Lord is good. And as someone who's been through fire and wonderful things. He is faithful in every moment, in every season, all the time. Amen. Amen. He uses the good, the bad, the ugly to conform his will in our lives. And we get to experience it here on the earth and share it with others. And that's exactly what Jordan's doing. So Jordan, I want to thank you for being on here today. And it's such a blessing. I can't wait to get my hands on your book. For those of you watching, we will put her uh, information in the chat room. On, if you're watching this on social media or if you're watching it, uh, you can always reach out to Jordan Smith. You can find her on social media. Make sure that you get out there, get the book. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you.